0: This episode of Nixa Talk addresses global fund distribution trends and how asset managers are rethinking business models and positioning themselves for the future. You're listening to Nixa Talk, a show aimed at providing building blocks for best practice implementation to executives in the global asset management industry. Nixa Talk features targeted content from Nixa's live webinar programming, more content for your on-the-go, easy listening can be found at Nixa.org. I'm Allison Lovett, your Nixa host, and on today's show, we're talking about new dynamics and distribution with Diana McKay of market analysis and research firm McKay-Williams. This segment joins the conversation where we are focused on the extraordinary changes that have taken shape in the European landscape.
1: Regulation in Europe is really changing the industry dynamics, and key to all of this is the shift in control of the value chain from the asset manager, the manufacturer, to the intermediary. This means that um, the, the conversations have changed. The intermediary now can decide who gets what piece of the fee pie, whereas that Control has always previously been in the hands of the manufacturer, and this this huge shift. And MIFID two comes into force in January, but this this shift has been really evolving for the last three or four years, and 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 it's caused um, enormous um, concerns. I think from the asset management community who are active here. Um, they see a sort of apocalypse, or is it a new opportunity? They see passives taking over, and in fact, we read in the press fairly regularly reports that in a certain number of years, um, passives will be larger than actively managed funds. We see a lot of stories um, and a lot of perception that, that it's become a winner-takes-all game. Um, that if you're a small player, you really have no chance. There is this race to the bottom um, on prices, potentially. Um, whole issues of change in client engagement and and the relation, the way the relationships are working now with clients, and competition from newcomers. Now, robo is is potentially one of those, but I want to touch. On another aspect of that because um, what I'd like to do now is uh, just flick through, if you look at all those threats, let's take each one and try and evaluate how real or imaginary it is. And starting first with passive, it's worth remembering that passive funds, and here I'm talking about ETF and um traditional index trackers they still account for less than uh, uh less than um, 15% of um, of AUM so clearly active I'm sorry it's 19% of AUM clearly active management is still the majority um, of the business um, in, in in Europe um But you can look at another um, side of this, which is some markets in Europe where regulations are already in place, and here we're talking about the Netherlands in particular, where a a very pure form of commission ban was imposed two years ago. In the Netherlands, the fund selectors... um, have a a forty percent put forty percent of client portfolio assets now into passives so there's been a huge shift in that market um, purely driven by um, the the uh, regulatory change that that, that occurred there. Now, similar regulatory change occurred in the UK, but we've seen much less of an impact. Um, And I think this is because the actively managed business in the UK is just so much, um, has generally been such a big part of the UK uh, mindset um, that the shift hasn't been quite so big. But it stands at about 26% in the UK. So... It's got a long way to go. We certainly see passive funds um, taking a bigger market share and moving potentially towards the position that exists in the US um, in terms of assets under management, so at about 30 32% uh, within the next 10 years. But we don't see um, passive funds completely taking over Um, and reducing the actively managed sector to a minority position. Not, certainly not in the next uh, decade. So Let's look at winner takes all because this is um, a constantly um, discussed subject and those groups that have the right relationships, the right offering for, for their clients can still do very well that we tend to focus on those blockbuster, few blockbuster groups that are gathering in most sales, but we don't see so easily all the activity that's going on underneath those groups. Race to the bottom on pricing. Clearly, there is... um, I guess I I want to say the discussion has changed. It's no longer about uh, how much how much retrocession are you giving me? But tell me what you are doing to justify the fee you want. We see plenty of evidence from our interviews with fund selectors that they are very happy to have funds. They may say the fund has a high fee, but they're happy to have that fund if it's delivering the performance that they're expecting. So, in a way, it's all about um, the value proposition that you're offering, and I think it's it's important for asset managers to see this as 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 the value proposition and and changing the nature of the discussion that you have with with fund selectors, rather than seeing it as a battle um, of pricing. Now, one area where it is a race to the bottom and where you do see winner-takes-all is in the passive arena. Here, you have a really passive and ETF. Um, You have a commoditized product, and the selection choice is based almost entirely on price. Um, Moving on to the next subject. Um, We have the issue of client engagement. And really the main point here is that um, it's it's again the nature of the relationship changing that that asset management needs to evolve into a true service industry and um, build up the capability to offer a service to fund selectors rather than simply selling funds, and this comes across to us from fund selectors. I've given you a quote here from one fund selectors, but it comes across uh, um, in all aspects of the relationship that asset managers now have with their distributors. Just a, a mention of competition from newcomers. Uh, We talked about robo-advice, but I want to mention that where you have a situation of distributors um, having control of the value chain, control of how the fee is dispersed, it's a very easy next step for that distributor to decide to become an asset manager in their own right and operate a vertically integrated structure. Now, this has always been a key part of the European industry, Um, most of the banks operating um, in this way. But what we started to see in the UK, particularly, is some of the independent financial advisor um, organizations, the larger ones, also stepping into this arena um, and becoming asset managers in their own right. And they have the client base, um, they have the ability to do this. So new, some new competition.
0: You've been listening to Nixa Talk, expert panels discussing today's most compelling asset management issues. Nixa is a trade association and support of professionals within the global financial community. Come back often and feel free to add our podcast to your favorite RSS feed or follow us on Twitter at Nixon News. Access to the complete live programming, including CE credits, is available to NIXA members. For information on how your firm can become a NIXA member, please visit NIXA.org and view our membership page. For over 50 years, NIXA has been connecting global asset management participants to discuss and develop industry best practices. Join the conversation today.